Welcome everybody to the 18th ever GPS training podcast. This month, as always, I've got Andy, welcome Hello. Andy, and myself, who is John. We're also streaming it live on Facebook. So if you want to see what we look back look like, please go to our Facebook page, which is just GPS training, um, and click and um, so go to Facebook and search for GPS training. And while you're there, don't forget to like our page. So, without further ado, let's get on with today's podcast. It's our 18th ever GPS training podcast. In this month's podcast, we're going to look at the following. We take the first look at the Garmin Instinct Watch, the all-new 3-in-1 watch from Garmin. We look at and talk over the new contents that we've been putting in the GPS training online resource. We've got Andy's top tips, both Garmin and SatMap. And then we look and discuss ANT Plus accessories, both, well, majority for Garmin units, what are they? And finally, we're going to look at the future of the GPS training podcast as we have some changes coming in the coming year. So the first thing is the Garmin Instinct Watch. If you listen to last month's podcast, um, actually Andy had this as his Christmas present. He wanted it and he's already got it. If you watch us on Facebook, he's got his watch Very on his wrist. So Andy's had one of these for a little while. So this is a new Garmin watch uh, for £269, um, which has been launched where we had it from the start of um, last week. Um, available in flame red or graphite. And just as the introduction is, it's a three-in-one fitness watch. Really £269 from Garmin. Andy, it's, it's actually a steal, isn't it really? Yeah. Yeah, I've found it one of the best watches I've worn. I've always enjoyed the Phoenix watches. We look at this watch, I suppose, as a baby sister or brother to the Phoenix watch. The big thing being the price, £269, and it does a lot of what the Phoenix does. John said it's a a three-in-one watch. The way I've described this watch, um, I think it's the best way you can talk about it. It's fitness, Mm -hmm. navigational, because it's a GPS watch, and a smart watch. And I, I break those three things down into what it can do, and I think it's the easy way to explain it. So the fitness side of it first then. Yeah. So we've got... Fitness side, it'll measure your steps. Mm-hmm. It's got a built-in optical heart rate. Right. measures your heart rate. Mm-hmm. Because you enter data about yourself, you know, your age, weight and things, as a guide, it can work out calorie burn from how far you've travelled, especially with it having GPS, it's more accurate to how far you've walked, mm-hmm. etc., obviously doing the steps it's got a barometric altimeter it can work out how many stairs you've climbed yes so it's doing all the things we normally see from the fitness what what, what your class is just the fitness yeah. watch the steps the calories the heart rate mm-hmm. that sort of information so that's stress the, levels so it even has the stress levels mm-hmm. on it yeah Brilliant. um so it you know it's, it's doing what we'd expect from a fitness watch right okay but then you, go on navigational side next then so to me the bit it's gps mm-hmm. very fast gps signal it picks up both the American GPS and the Russian system, but it's actually got the new Galileo European system on. Mm-hmm. So when they all go live, hopefully fully functional next year, regardless of what we've heard in Brexit, it's not going to affect um, domestic users like ourselves. So potentially that faster, quicker fix. Yeah. But the navigational side, and so GPS, so it picks up a very quick GPS signal. It's just simple things like pressing a button and getting your grid reference yeah. to cross-refer with a paper map. So if you're out walking and hiking and you're not someone who's necessarily carrying a, a walking GPS like the handheld GPS as we use, your traditional map and compass person, there's a bit of backup. gives you a really quick and accurate GPS fix. Fantastic. It'll record a breadcrumb trail of where you've walked. 
to track it. Mm-hmm. So you can record your activity just so when you come home you can review it on a mobile app. That's free. Look at a map to see where you've been. It'll have your distances, your speed, your heart rate, lots of other information to show you where you've been. But the beauty is if you do a walk and you think, oh, weather's turned horrible, I want to go back to the start, you can follow a line on the screen nice right. and clear. Actually, you know, it's not a colour screen, mm-hmm. but it's a black line on a white background mm-hmm. and you can follow that back as a breadcrumb trail back to the start. Mm-hmm. Brilliant. You can mark a, a location in the watch, so you find something of interest or you find something that, for emergency, you may want to navigate back to. It could just be simply picking, marking the start of your route if you don't want to record it as a track, and then you've always got that little flag symbol that you can head back to Brilliant. on the watch. So a lot of navigational features. Fantastic. I don't think it's going to replace a handheld unit for those who want to see maps on the yeah. screen and do more in-depth route planning, but you can actually send routes to it as yeah. well i mean there's an app that works with it uh, there's a new app that garmin have released called the explore app which is a lovely little app that has maps all over the world you can plan a simple route garmin call them courses for the watches yeah. and send it to the to the watch so you could actually have a route in it as well fantastic and then the final thing it is it's very fashionable these days is a smart watch isn't yeah. it when we talk about smart watch we normally look at things like it's getting notifications from your phone so when it's paired with your compatible smartphone it has some widgets built into it that will show you weather data um it shows you sun <coughs> sunrise and sunset it shows you moon phases so some information like that but if you um when you've got a paired with the phone so as well as that information if someone was trying to ring you send you a message it could be alerts from emails depending you can decide which alerts you want so your phone's tucked away if you're on a bike it's in your panniers maybe or uh-huh. in your rucksack uh-huh. you'll get those alerts on the watch and you get a little buzz uh-huh. on the watch to let you know that someone's trying to get in touch the with nice you, thing you know? is there you can bury your mobile phone away in the bottom of your rucksack in a plaque an aqua pack or something like yeah. that can't you and if somebody's ringing you you can see on your watch who's ringing you you get your notifications and as I, you say i tell you what i found interesting i've moved over to the um should i say the dark side I, I had an apple phone for years i've now got an android phone but what's interesting, when you've got an Android phone, I hadn't realised this, whether Apple will catch up. If someone sends you a message, um, or you see, you see a text message come through on the watch, there's some little shortcut replies of, I'm busy, I'm in a meeting. Ah, right. um, little things from the watch, you can actually send that back via without getting your phone out of your pack. But unfortunately, that only works on the Android at the minute. I'm going to have to pick up on that statement, Andy, when Apple catch up. Come on, <laughs> my word. Somebody sat here who's got their iPhone and their MacBook in front of them. You say, when Apple catch up, that's a debate in yeah, its all right. I think it? there's a reason. It's some, there's a very tech technical reason why some protocol why you can't do it i mean i love apple products as well but, but i know it was interesting though on the android phone that you can actually do these replies uh-huh. so that's the smart side of it you know yeah. so it, it is a three-in-one watch good battery life on it as well isn't it i, I mean what's in i mean one of the things i like about it, i have a slightly i suppose I'm, i've got smaller wrists i haven't got a large wrist uh-huh. um i'm so fit and healthy you see so it's it, it, it's not a large watch it's smaller than the phoenixes so it's very lightweight very compact it's like this lovely silicon soft strap now with it being a smaller watch you always think well a smaller battery so i think without knowing the exact technology of it and going inside and measuring the batteries from what i've read it is a smaller battery than the larger watches Mm -hmm. but because they've put this monochrome screen which works really well it's a good viewable screen it means the battery life can still be the same as the larger watches so i mean i'm looking at i mean garmin say 14 days using it as a watch I have had nearly 14 days, so I think it's not a bad figure. But because I do a little bit of, I suppose I'm learning how to use it and I'm bringing on the GPS every now and then just to get a grid reference here. I'm getting probably sort of more like 10 days, which is still great. Mm -hmm. The fact it only takes a couple of hours 
to charge. Brilliant. It's a really quick charge. But if you're using the GPS um, on all the time, i.e. you are tracking a run or a cycle or a trail run, um, a hike, etc., they're talking about a sort of 14 hour, 14 hour figure, and I could quite believe that. I know right. sometimes manufacturers will quote figures, and you think, That's, how realistic yeah. is that? I've been out with a watch all day cycling, and you know, well, sorry, my all day might be different to customers' all days. I've been out from a nine or ten o'clock, come back at three in the afternoon, it's mm-hmm. been recording, and I'm looking at it thinking, I've still got 40 odd percent, 50 percent battery life Brilliant. left. So I could imagine that 14 hours will be achievable. Mm-hmm. Um, but also for those of you who do um, like these ultra marathons and things like that, I haven't tried it yet. It's something if I come back as a guest, I'll, uh, I'll let you know that it does a, um, a 40 hour ultra track mode yeah. where I'm just, the way the ultra track works is instead of recording a GPS signal every few seconds it extends that so you're not getting such an accurate recording but for emergency you could still use that and potentially we're getting 40 hours you know brilliant I must add there because he's Andy said I'm going to come back at guess the people on the podcast don't know what's on it was the Facebook people Andy this is Andy's lost podcast which is the last story so don't worry about it you can come back it's to Andy's that. last podcast but we're going to discuss it at the end of it but that's why Andy said if you invite me back which he will come back as a yeah. guest so that's why he just mentioned that there uh, for people who kind of picked up. What's he? What's he talking about there? So just to pick up on that. So we really like, or Andy really likes it. I know you've been doing lots of videos for the online resource yeah. over the last week. Yeah, it's last week you've been working on it really. And and mentioned last month's podcast actually, and we had this two months ago, didn't you? You got it for yeah. the first, and actually so much like it. And he said, I need one of these. So actually, we got one. So uh, it does what it says on the tin. Does and, and it's it. simple to use. And I can honestly, say, I've never seen Andy so passionate about anything in his life. He's absolutely in love with this watch, which is fantastic. And it's a smart watch. Um, we can get these two colours, which is the charcoal. The um, the charcoal it's quite a, it's like more like a dark sorry a lighter black color it is yeah a, dark, a very dark grey it's a nice it's a nice finish and the flame the red, flame red it's nice, which I know it? you've done all the videos in the online resource with the flame red one yeah. haven't you so uh, it's very very good and it is that smartwatch we had a few people who we've sold a lot of these so it's we only did a newsletter I think on Monday with it yeah. and we've had a lot going out it is when you first switch on for the first time it is a smartwatch you need to just set it up don't you go through that procedure don't it you works with the Garmin Connect app for yeah. syncing all the data. I mean, I'd say we sell the Phoenix watches as well. Yeah. I love the Phoenix watches as well. Yeah. But it's just giving customers another option. To, not everyone has that money to spend on the Phoenix. Yeah. I love, you know, I can, you know, I've been borrowing lots of different things doing this job. So I take the Phoenixes home and I can be just as enthusiastic about yeah. the Phoenixes. It's a lovely watch, but it's given the customer an option of they want something a little bit better than just the fitness watches, something that's got some extra features, but they don't quite need everything that the Phoenix has. So it's something that sits in the middle from the sort of Vivo Vivo Actives, Vivo Active 3s yeah. and the Phoenixes, it's sitting in the middle with a great price. I think so. I, I kind of look at it, it sits there in that, with that 269 price bracket where actually most of our listeners have got handheld GPS units. They've got their, their Oregons, the 66s and, and E-Trex touches and this yeah. kind of thing. And actually, I think for that kind of person who wants that smartwatch, that GPS watch, for when they take the dog out or to complement yeah. that, I think it works very, very well. As you rightly say, we're not paying five or six hundred pounds for a watch. We're paying half that amount, aren't yeah. we? So I think it fits in very nice. Actually, you're out, you're out for. I'm going for a short local walk. Let's just set it away and track where we go. Also, no, if if people have not had this before, this fitness tracking those steps and all this kind of thing gets totally obsessive, doesn't it? Really, <laughs> how many steps you can do. And Garmin have got that great heritage that with the Connect app where you can bring friends in, family members in, and compare. Yeah. You have league tables and this kind of thing. So it is, as you rightly say, it is everything under one roof now 
there's one key difference, isn't it, between the technology of this and the Phoenix, Andy, isn't there? Because the this one you can't do multi activities. Is that right? No, it it doesn't have the, on the Phoenix watches. They have some like triathlon settings That's for right. where you're doing more than one activity. So yeah, a tri- I've not been a triathlete. I love watching it on the telly. <laughs> so a triathlon, you you you're swimming, you're cycling, you're running. On the Phoenix 5 watches, they have a setting where it will recognise in one recording that you're doing those three Brilliant. activities. Whereas this watch, it can't be used for the swimming. It does have the waterproof rating. Yes. Um, so you can use it for the swimming, the hiking, the running, the trail running. But you recoordinate as separate activities. So I suppose a triathlete, I don't know how many of our customers are triathletes. They may go for the Phoenix because of that reason, you know. Yeah. Um, it doesn't have the IQ apps, these extra apps you can download on the Phoenix. It's a more simplified, yeah. potentially easier to use watch. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a small I watch someone who wants that larger screen and wants some color maps it'll probably still go for the phoenix but it's just given customers i think an option of something that still has many of the features of the phoenix 5 that's brilliant i think it's going so, to be a great seller as we've already found with launching yeah so we've launched this week and i can't believe literally every every day we're setting out these it's been it's been really nice it's nice to see it we've done a fair bit of work beforehand we'll talk a little bit about the online resource in a little while but again it's, it's gone down very well anything else to just finish off about that, andy or are we all done with the instinct you know, i think you can probably tell it to you know i think you know i'd be you know i use all the products at gps training and you know every product i've got good and you know there's always positives there's sometimes you look at things like i could use that in a different way or that could be done a bit better this is one of those watches i've had and thought i've liked oh. everything about it you know so no really really good buy i'm, I'm pleased with Brilliant. it so then to find out more about the new inst garmin instinct watch please go to our website which is gpstraining.co.uk click on gps straw then on the left hand side click on garmin gps watches and you'll see them there at the top. There's the two uh, the two options available. The next thing on this month's GPS Train podcast is the online resource. Now, leading up to Christmas, and it's literally for the last week, week and a half, two weeks actually, just yeah. been solidly working on the online resource. So, if you've not listened to the podcast before, or you've been not not aware of what what we do here at GPS Training. Andy, quickly, what is the GPS Training online resource? So you buy from GPS Training a GPS device from us, a Garmin GPS or a SatMap GPS, or one of the multi-activity watches, the Garmin Phoenix or the Instinct watch Mm -hmm. now. We have an online training course that we give you for free for 12 months. It's normally £50 a year if you haven't bought a unit from ourselves. That online training course is just full of training videos to get you to grips with all of the products that we sell, including the associated software as well. Yeah. the planning softwares so it just means you can go step by step through the videos the instinct watch is a good example which i know we're going to move on to what we've added mm-hmm. um so the instinct watch we've just added it takes you from me literally a very short video of me showing you where the charging cable goes and talking about charging it mm-hmm. to setting it up for the first time all the navigational features the fitness features we talk you through step by step on videos on how to get the grips with your product Brilliant. and you can access this 24 hours a day seven days a week as andy says you get it free if you buy a unit from us a lot of people do sign up you know the most days we've got a number of people signing up who have bought theirs elsewhere get confused about how to do it and they're signing up and using it. so if you listen to the podcast and you've got your gps unit elsewhere you know have a look at our online resource and you can sign up there it's 50 pounds a year um as andy said quickly there 
things we've been working on there instinct videos 66s do top tips active 20 this is what we've been doing over the last couple of weeks so the instinct videos do you remember off the top of your head how many you've done or not i'm putting on think, on the point no, i think there's about 23 24 videos on the instinct watch very good so as you say start from switch it on for the first time setting it up pairing it with your smartphone and everything you've done even doing these tracks and routes or, or, yeah following or, a route on it um, there's just little short videos so when you get the watch from garmin it's like Typical of most manufacturers these days, they don't give you full manuals. I know uh -huh. you can download manuals and you've got pages and pages of stuff to look at, but I think we all like to see videos now. A uh -huh. video is always a good way of putting across how something works, and you can just keep pausing the videos, play them again, pause them, play them uh -huh. with the watch in front of you, uh -huh. and obviously the other GPS devices. And then you've also done apps, so again, it's not just actually using on the watch in this case, it's using the app alongside it, isn't yeah. it? And for that, you actually use the iPad, don't you? Rather than, you yeah. normally do it on your mobile phone, but because you, you're filming it, you do it on an iPad. Yeah, so there's iPad. videos on the Garmin Connect app, but I've just used an app. You, you, the Garmin Connect mobile app that we're talking about that syncs the data with a lot of the, well, the watches and some of the GPSs now. It can go on a mobile phone, which is what most people put it on, but it also goes on a like an Android tablet or an iPad. So we've done the videos using the iPad just because it's a bigger screen to mm -hmm. look at when you're looking at the videos. Brilliant. So Instinct, we've done lots of videos, and there's been lots of videos for there. We've there 66S, the new GPS map 66S. Um, we did a, a fair few initially, but then you've kind of gone back over and finished off the bit. If you put me on the spot on how many 66S videos we've got, I've, there's got to be 30 plus, you know. I mean, what we started with the 66S was the new GPS that we launched a couple of months ago. We made sure we put all the sort of getting started with it and the navigational videos on first, but we've added extra videos to do with downloading satellite imagery and some, just some of the extra features that are sort of separate from the navigational side of it, you know. So they've all went on in the last couple of weeks as I'm well. I'm going to tell you a good story here because actually within a GPS show, Shepherd's Wars Limited, which is our company, we have a number of aspects, don't we? And one of them is Shepherd's Wars Holidays. So we have a lady called Jackie who works for that. And just coming up to Christmas of the last week, she's been quite quiet. So what we've been getting to do is going through and indexing the online results um so we talked last uh, last month's podcast about jeffrey the gps training yeah. boss so you can type questions into jeffrey so what we've been doing is programming jeffrey so when you type a question into it it will then sing a cat uh, index you to exactly where you need to go in the online resource yeah. so jackie's got no idea of gps has she says she works for the holiday business and she's going through categories and then she goes this 66s how many videos is there for this one and oh okay have you got that she, and she's just plowing through them categorizing them and andy's been sharing the office with her this week and she kind of she doesn't understand it's a new unit or anything she's got no comprehension and she's kind of going how many videos i mean i think because we've learned from the previous models haven't you the questions we're getting and i think yeah. you kind of cover those before you've done and the it. 66s the new push button unit has a lot more features added that we didn't have on the older GPSs, hence there's more videos. Fantastic. Um, fingers crossed we get this done today. I know you've done it um, for the Basecamp ones, the top tips. So if you get our weekly newsletter, you'll see we do a top tip in there. We had originally just put a category down at the bottom of the online resource in that unit of top tips, but actually a lot of them got nine or 10 top tips on them. So what you've done with the Basecamp ones is actually categorize them, haven't yeah. you? Well, what I've just started this morning, I'll get finished today. Um, a good example there, we've got, when you go onto the section of the online resource, and if you've got a Garmin Oregon 700 or 750 device, there's a heading that says top tips, but it doesn't tell you what the tips are going to be uh -huh. until you go into it. There's actually 16 videos wow. for the Oregon 700. So what you're going to see in the next hour is instead of just a, 
an index that says top tips and then you've got to scroll down each of the videos and find out what they are you're going to see a heading for 16 videos and then you go oh yeah that's the video on how i add a message on my gps screen when i turn it on and you'll be able to go straight to it fantastic so that's the top tips will often be easier to find as well and a lot of those we did them as tips. I know I pointed a customer to one this week, you know, setting up the hike profile, hike NP profile. Someone's yeah. got a topo pro mapping you have to do a factory <laughs> actually. But things like that, you know, it they are kind of they are top tips, but actually for people they need to find out how to get those. Yeah. That's one there. Active twenty done a little bit on the wireless transfer on the Active Twenty, haven't you? Yeah, so anyone who's got a SatMap Active Twenty, um SatMap uh, in the last probably the last month they've made the expedition to plan planning software that was a beta version a fully uh, a full version now so instead of going to beta.expedition.2 you go to expedition2.com instead of putting the beta and one of the new features that's now all up and fully working if you own an active 20 gps you can connect it to wi-fi and when it's connected to wi-fi any routes that you've saved in expedition 2 in the satmap server you can transfer across using wi-fi so it means now you could actually do route planning on a tablet using the expedition 2 so i've just done a quick video showing you how you 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 sync your active 20 to your expedition 2 account using wi-fi so you can then pull your routes across Brilliant. so that was just added in the last couple of weeks so there's lots i'm not i would say there is lots lots when you go in the online resource night it's unbelievable how much content there hopefully it's indexed again i talked about jeffrey the bot if you listen to the last podcast uh, if you type into question jeffrey bot he'll actually categorize you to exactly where they are so if you want to find out more about the GPS Training Online Resource, please go to our website, which is gpstraining.co.uk. <coughs> Click on Online Resource on the top menu, and then you'll take you to, it's a separate website, the Online Resource, you just log in there with your username and password. If you want to sign up for it, you can just actually just subscribe to it, either by, well, do it via PayPal is the best way to do it. Next thing on this month's podcast is Andy's top tips, both Garmin and SatMap. So, Andy, your Garmin top tip for this month. Yeah, so for Garmin, my most popular question the last few months that I get inundated with is customers um, querying the height data on their GPS device when they've got a GPS device that has the barometric altimeter, querying that the data is not correct. I normally reply back with the question, mm -hmm. when did you last calibrate your barometric altimeter? And the answer is normally... <sighs> I didn't know I had to and never. Right. A barometric altimeter does need to be calibrated from time to time. If you do any research on the internet, it's not, you know, a lot of customers say, oh, that's a Garmin issue. It's not an issue. It's just the way a barometric altimeter mm. works in the nicest way possible. If you look up on likes of Wikipedia, etc., you'll see the terminology um, or, or a quote about when using a barometric altimeter, because barometric pressure changes with the weather, hikers, cyclists, etc., must periodically recalibrate their altimeters on their GPS device when they reach a known altitude, could be such as a peak or something mm -hmm. marked on a map. So that's just facts. It's not, you yeah. know, it, it's the way a barometric altimeter works. So the tip for the Garmin is remember if you have got a unit with a barometric altimeter and you've never calibrated it, if you go to setup, so the setup menu, and you'll find an option called altimeter, yeah. and you get an option there to calibrate it. You need to know a fixed height point, so it could be that you've got a fixed height point from a map, a trig point. Um, it, there's actually a website I've used before called Grid. If you just search in Google or Safari, Grid Reference Finder, mm -hmm. you can actually put a postcode in, or it could be a grid reference where you know you're going to start a walk from, and it'll give you the altitude. Um, from map data right, if you make okay. a note of that when you get to the start of the walk you could actually calibrate the yeah. altimeter before you start Brilliant. 
part of that tip as well is customers i think sorry i forget maybe don't realize if you calibrate your altimeter but then your, your unit hasn't quite locked on the satellites fully and you reset your trip computer before you start a walk and you haven't had a full satellite lock it can, t it can have wrong altitude data right at the start from the GPS signal, Espe especially those of you who've got a unit that hasn't got a barometric altimeter. Yeah. Resetting the trip computer before you've got a full satellite lock can give you an incorrect figure at the start. Okay. So that's part of the same tip. Calibrate your altimeter from setup and altimeter, and when you're resetting any trip computers before you start a walk or a cycle ride, make sure you've got a full satellite that's lock. Brilliant. So that's just great. It's interesting. I don't know if you do this on the Mongrysdale course. The Mongrysdale course on day two, when we do the Garmin, there's actually a fixed height on yeah, that walk. Yeah. You'll have done the same exercise yeah, I do when I'm there. And actually, it's about 10 or 15 minutes into the walk, which is really nice. We've got a good, strong satellite signal. We're, we're navigating a, a route that people have planned yeah. in it, and we get this fixed height, don't we? And we uh, calibrate the uh, altimeter there. Which I mean, is good I mean an interesting thing on the altimeter is just because it is such a regular question i get there's a lady i think works for strava wrote a nice article i found on a website a little while ago and she's talking about uh, just the classic is again it's remembering a barometric altimeter works from pressure and temperature mm -hmm. and, and variable things like that a lot of us will get out of a lovely warm car or out of a house with our gps device and then put it straight on our bike or on our hand to start walking it's the altimeter hasn't had time to auto calibrate yeah. i know a lot of customers will query me that the garmin's got an auto calibrate but it really needs to be at a fixed height and temperature for a good 20 minutes before you start your activity for to auto calibrate right, itself okay. but a lot of us just come straight out of a warm car and put it on the bike car and away we go mm -hmm. so. brilliant so that's Andy's Garmin top tip for this month now the sat map top tip I heard this was yesterday somebody rang up about this one I think wasn't yeah it? sat map um, I've had a few questions just recently customers who've not maybe owned a sat map before and they've bought the unit office that um, we've got it we've had a good deal on the the unit with the platinum maps which means you get the sat map active 20 with 1 to 25 1 to 50 and the 1 to 10 street view maps mm -hmm. and the query's been I've got my unit and I haven't got ordnance survey maps all I can see is what they call the base map, the road atlas level map. So it's just a reminder whether it be the active 20 or the active 12 units on a sat map unit, when you first turn it on, because the maps are high resolution, and especially if you've got the platinum version where there's three map sets loading in the background, you need to first wait until the maps are fully loaded on your unit. What's nice on the new active 20 on the sat map, if you've got the latest firmware in it, you get this little red square sort of spinning in the top right as the maps load so you wait until that stopped spinning oh. and you get a little beep on the unit and a, and a picture comes up to show the maps have loaded so that's the first thing if you go to the map screen straight away and start zooming in and out your maps won't appear until that load or, or boot up process right, is finished yeah. The second one is if you've zoomed out to look at a road atlas level and then you've got a button on the side of the units on the active 20, it's the middle left hand button on the active 12, it's the top left hand button. When you're on the GPS map screen, that button will scroll between the different maps that mm -hmm. you've got. But if you're not zoomed in close enough, it will not load the Ordnance mm -hmm. Survey map. So the tip of the sat map units are turn them on, give them a good few minutes for the maps to load. When you're on the map page, Make sure you're zoomed in close enough for if you want to view a 1 to 50 map, you need to be at least down to 1 to 60. If you want to view a 1 to 25 map, you need to be down to about 1 to 30. As you zoom in, you get a little bar at the bottom appears to show you what level you're zoomed in at. And also, a nice little thing with the sat map units, if you are zoomed in close enough for the map to load, I don't know if anyone's ever noticed, in the very top right of the screen where you've got your battery indicator, you get this little symbol appear, this little icon that looks like three grey conical shapes. If that icon's not there, 
you're not zoomed in close enough for the maps to display. Right. Okay. So zoom in there. And also the Garmin, we do a similar thing when we set up Garmin units that we put the map cards in and we always zoom in on that map because we get a lot of phone calls from people saying, I can't see my ordnance survey. You've got to be zoomed in close so enough. So you be zoomed in on both the Garmin and the SAM map. So thank you very much for Andy's top tips this month. To watch all our top tips, you can do this on the GPS Training Online Resource. Just go to our website, which is gpstraining.co.uk, click on Online Resource on the top menu bar, and then you can log in. Select your unit, and you will see the top tips for that unit down at the bottom of that menu. Next thing on this month's GPS Training Podcast is the Ant Plus Accessories for Garmin units. What are they? So, Andy, Ant Plus. This is something that I don't know. We, I suppose, we did it. We did an offer earlier, well, Black Friday offer, wasn't it? Where we gave the free ten percent, and this yeah. where this kind of started rearing its head as people yeah. asking questions. How is this going to work? So, Ant Plus, Andy. That's quite a tongue twist, isn't it? <laughs> Ant Plus. What? <laughs> what is, what is Ant, Plus? Ant Plus? So you'll see on a lot of the Garmin GPS devices we sell, they'll have a symbol on them to say that Ant Plus, E N T Plus. <coughs> compatible it's a low energy wireless um, technology that allows you to connect your compatible gps device or watch to external sensors such as we sell the temperature sensor if you want to record uh, an external temperature reading on your watch or gps garmin sell heart rate monitors speed and cadence sensors so if you're doing cycling if you were doing like indoor training on a bike i use at home i've got the cadence mm -hmm. and speed sensor so they'll connect to the compatible Garmin devices. It's like Bluetooth. It is very similar, um, but it's described as an ultra low power. Yeah. So it means whatever ENT Plus device you've got, they'll normally, you know, some of them run on just little watch batteries, yeah. like the CR2032 watch batteries. They can go for a year with that battery because yeah. it's using very low energy. It's not pulling a lot of power from your GPS device either. And that's a big difference, isn't it? Because, again, a lot of us these days are using Bluetooth headphones, especially with your Phoenix Watch, your Phoenix Plus Watch, and you're literally just getting maybe 10 hours of play than the flight. But these these sensors are like lasting a year. Oh, yeah, a so. lot longer. Now, I learned a few things today. We're doing a little bit of research, even though I've always been aware of the technology. There's many brands use it. It's not just Garmin. Mm -hmm. It's interesting. I found out that the company that sort of designed ENT Plus and came up with the idea, um, it's a company called Dyna Dyna. Stream Innovations is actually owned by Garmin, so right, okay. Garmin own that technology, but it's used in many, many products, not just not just Garmin. There's lots of other products out there that are using it. Um, and what's the range of this <coughs> then? Because again, we say, oh, you can put a 10 cents on your rucksack. What kind of range are we looking yes. at with so this? So you're looking at about a 30 meter range right. with it. So as long as the device that you pair with your GPS device uh -huh. or watch is within about 30 meters, you know? Yeah. Because we had a guy, I think it was last year, he put the uh, 10 cents in his garden, didn't he? Yeah, he was sitting in his conservatory with his Oregon 700 GPS and seeing what the temperature was outside from the there's the little temperature sensors that we sell you know yeah, yeah so it's quite interesting there so how do we so these devices how do we get because when I switch on my Oregon or my 66s I don't there's no option there for temperature how do I how do I get that information actually on my GPS then yeah so um the GPS has got to have the ENT Plus technology. So just to quickly run through the devices we stock that have that. The Oregon 700 750 series GPSs. Mm -hmm. The new GPS Map 66S. In the E-Trex touch range, it's only the 35, not the 25. Yeah. So the 35T. The Montana 610 680s. And of course the watches. We've got the Phoenix 5 watches in stock. The new Plus watches. Yeah. And Phoenix 5X Plus. And the Instinct watches, you'd be pleased to know, all have that ENT Plus technology. Brilliant. Um 
I'm not going to miss SatMap out. SatMap use a Bluetooth technology to connect to a heart rate monitor that they do, yeah. but it's Bluetooth rather than okay. Plus. So they're the devices we have. To pair it with your GPS device, if you've got a handheld GPS device and you come back to us to buy something like a mm -hmm. Tempe sensor, when you go into the settings on your GPS, so simply on the handheld GPSs, if you go into setup, you should, as you scroll down, see an option that says ENT sensor. Right, so that. if you check on your GPS device, if you're not sure, set up, and if you see ENT sensor when you touch on it, it'll give you the option of the sensors that are available, and then it'll search for a new sensor if you bought one and got it within 30 meters. Brilliant. The, the watches, in the watches, you've got a setting, uh, in settings on the watches, and then sensors and accessories, okay. add new, and then it'll search for something nearby. Brilliant. And then going back to the handheld GPS units and also the watches, I suppose it just appears on, does it, as a separate yeah. screen? On the, on the, on the handheld, how do we have to change fields and things? And this is one that catches a lot of customers out of board handheld units office. So on the handheld GPS is again, like the Oregon 700s, the Touch 35, the Map 66. You, you, you buy, say, a temperature sensor office or you ask us to order in the Garmin heart rate sensor. When you go to the data boxes on your trip computer, that's where you'd probably see this information. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But Garmin haven't preset a data box to do with heart rate, temperature, etc. You have to change those data boxes. Now, there's videos on our online training course for all the handheld units showing you how you change data boxes. If it's a touchscreen, you hold down on the data box. If it's something like the 66S, you press the menu button when you're on the data boxes. But the one you're looking for, this is where I just, you wouldn't have necessarily thought about this. The heading for the data box you need is called current status right and okay. then when you click current status uh -huh. you get the choice of when you scroll down to link to the temp um, the sensors heart rate temperature and cadence because they're the three main things so you'll see those three options under current status so you, you change if you wanted the temperature sensor you would change a data box that you maybe don't need mm -hmm. and when you change it you look for the heading current status right and then when you scroll down you see temperature that's brilliant, fantastic. So it's as simple as that. So uh, main ones are you know, heart, um, temperature, and the cadence ones are the, the, the data fields that yeah. we're looking but for. But if there's any sensors you're looking for that, I know we haven't got them all on our website, please give us a call. But you know, if you've dealt with us before, you know we can order all these in for you. Mm -hmm. We always have kept the temperature sensor because a lot of hikers and walkers like to know that they're all wrapped up lovely and warm and they don't realise that the temperature's dropped a lot yeah. lower, especially if you're leading a group. Yeah. And the idea is because some of the watches have a temperature sensor built in but it's really reading your body temperature yeah. whereas if you've got the external tempi sensor you can strap it like you say to a rucksack mm -hmm. and then as you're walking you can see on the screen what the temperature is you know fantastic so brilliant that's the ant plus technology explained so to find out more about the compatible gps units that are uh, that you can use with the ant technology please go to our website which is gpstrain.co.uk click on gps store then either on handheld gps units look at the units and was just discussing or look under accessories and then you'll see the ant devices under there The final thing is the future of the GPS Train podcast and changes are on their way. As we just mentioned a little bit earlier on with the first Sorry, story, Andy, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> jumped in there beforehand. Um, no. Andy's actually leaving GPS Train at the end of today, which is, uh, we're recording this at the end of December, it's our last day in work, but I know it's going to be released in January, this podcast. So he's, he's uh, done 18, a year and a half of podcasts with me, Andy. So uh, he's leaving um, GPS Train. So I think on behalf of all at GPS Train and also the listeners to the podcast and also our customers wholeheartedly big thank you for everything you've mm -hmm. done and i know um 
I, I've told this a number of times. When I had this idea of a podcast, we kind of went, oh my word, what's he doing now? And we kind of came in quite nervous. We go, what are we going to do? Um, if Emmy listened to the first podcast, we had to record the first half twice. We've never yeah. done anything since. And Andy's kind of grown with the podcast and, and now we just take it in our stride. So, um, yeah, it's, just, it's really been a big part of that and also GPS training. And I know many of you will will miss him because many of you ring mm-hmm. up and say it's Andy there. So <laughs> we are wishing the best of luck uh, with his new career and and uh, and as hopefully, well, and not hopefully, I will make sure he comes back on the podcast yeah, I will for, do. for every so often for that. Therefore, with Andy's departure, we have to, we're going to do a new format of the GPS training podcast. Um, it's going to just change just slightly. So over each month, because I, it's going to be quite hard to do this on my own, I'm actually going to bring together a number of regular contributors and interview them over a month, and then I'm going to bring in special guests. So some of the contributors who have agreed to do it is you've had Tom in the past from Garmin. Tom is going to come on every month, and we're going to discuss a subject with Tom. Ian um, Ian Payne, who's our trainer who does our South of England courses, many of you have been on courses with him. Ian's also going to come on every month, and we're going to discuss uh, various subjects with him. He can do some reviews. Ian's um, very similar to Andy in a nice way, kind of very much into the technology and this kind of thing. So we'll be um, Ian will be on every month, and and I've I've chat with Ian this morning. We we'll actually discussed the first couple of months what we're going to discuss there. Then we're also going to have um, people who will just come on for the odd podcast as we have in the past interviews with people from Satmap and other such things. There. So the idea is it's going to be a, a podcast that I'm going to then piece together. So the the big change there is actually we won't be able to stream it live because actually it will be lots of magazine it'd be like a magazine that's going to be put together so this is the last ever podcast that we will stream in its entirety live on facebook or put on youtube so that's going to be the big uh, change that we do there now if we get a special interview as we have in the past yeah we'll stream that live on facebook if if ian's up here in northumberland or tom's up here in northern which they regularly do come up here yeah we'll stream a section live on facebook so we'll have odds and sods that's not really great, but bits and bobs but we'll never see uh it's it done um, in its entirety on youtube um or on our facebook page but to be honest what we're doing is making a podcast as a podcast should be which mm-hmm. is a voice uh podcast so that's what we're going to do um it's going to be i say it's going to be a, a bit of a change so i'm quite excited well change is always good um so that's hopefully uh, understand what we're going to do so we've got some regular guests at least two at the moment i'm potentially going to get a third one as it's going to be every month and then we get a special guest in but we uh, it will be could just, be a special guest you could be a special Talk guest about the instinct watch instinct. Still, i'm still i'm not going into the gps industry uh, but i'm still going to be using gps's in my hobbies of walking and cycling so yeah. no doubt i'll come back and talk about the instinct watch and my other thought as well is actually to get some customers so we have a lot of good customers who've been yeah. on courses and things to get some of those people mm-hmm. on to kind of give their reviews on on the products plus um if you're on one of our GPS training courses next year, be warned because every course I'm going to leave, I'm actually going to take along my recording equipment. So actually, um, if you uh, if you quite uh, if you're interested in um, doing review on a product or having a discussion, I'm going to do some little interviews um, at some of the GPS training become courses. A star of this, the you can become a star of the podcast. So that's the way it's going to evolve. And I say we've done a year and a half in this format, so actually it's not a bad thing to re rechange things around. Yeah. And 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 Andy's given us the reason to do that. And finally, many thanks for listening um, to this month's GPS Train Podcast, our 18th. 
Um, please do give us a call, especially if you're thinking about buying a new GPS training courses. And please do have a take a look at both our physical GPS training courses and also our webinars. Just go to gpstraining.co.uk and click on GPS training courses. Please do tell our friends about our podcast and also about GPS training. Any help is very much appreciated. And don't forget, you can watch the recording of this podcast on our Facebook page, which is GPS Training UK, or on our YouTube channel, which is just GPS Training. And don't forget, please, to leave us a five-star review on iTunes. It really does help to get us ranking there on iTunes. So many thanks, Andy, for joining me on this, your last ever GPS Training podcast. And whatever you're doing in this new year, please enjoy yourself and get plenty of miles under your belt. Cheers. Thank you. Thank you.